everyone, and welcome back to Air Magique. I'm your host, Eric, and with me is my amazing co-host, Niels. Hello, everyone. Today, we'll be talking about what New Year's Eve at Disneyland Paris was like without the New Year's Eve party. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Disneyland Paris at New Year's Eve sounds divine, but then without the New Year's Eve party, I can't wait to hear all about it. But before we get to all that, I did want to mention that in this month's Patreon exclusive show, Niels and I will finally be doing Disneyland Paris Hacks 2.0. Yes! <laughs> so now a lot has changed at the resort since we recorded that first episode. Premier access and mobile restaurant reservations, anyone? <laughs> Niels and I are spilling the beans on the best and our super secret tips and tricks you can get access to all that along with all of our other fabulous exclusive episodes on patreon.com slash and it all starts at just two euro and you can stick around till the very end of the show for a preview of that episode so niels what's something that has caught your attention at disneyland paris these past few weeks well COVID still impacts the Disney parks in Paris um. <laughs> as Disney Illuminations, the nighttime castle projection and fireworks show has been suspended already. Also, when visiting a bar at Disneyland Paris, you now have to get seated. So uh, <laughs> no more old school bar parties. <laughs> Fuente del Oro now closes on Wednesdays and Thursdays until mid-February. Bummer. Yeah, definitely. Most restaurants currently also close for a couple of days during the week in an attempt to reduce capacity in quiet times while avoiding lengthy closures. Check the app for your choices on a specific day and uh, basically the same goes for rides and especially uh, in January as it's a traditional month of uh, well, short refurbishments and a lot of shows are also on uh, their annual leave in January. So um, yeah, be sure to double check uh, the app if you're planning to visit uh, anytime soon. The good news is that parades are possible and that Disney Stars on Parade is back since the 10th of January. So cool! That's really cool. And interestingly, I've read that it has been slightly changed. The Zippity-Doo song reference in the soundtrack seems to be removed, probably because of the Songs of the South um, heritage. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, something that caught my eye. I mean, it's a small change for sure, but yeah. I'm glad. And most guests maybe won't notice, but the real fans, they will. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I really like the essence of the parade. I think it's a super fun parade. I am a little bit bummed that we didn't get a new one for the 30th, but yeah. since we just got one for Christmas, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm appeased a bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And well, I understood that this parade was not available for about two years now. So yeah, um, yeah it, it, it's been a long time. It so almost I, feels like a new one. I can't even remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but, but I can imagine that Disney makes such an investment for, uh, let's say, five years and uh, they have to get their money back. <laughs> I really hope they add a Encanto float or oh. some more of their recent IPs. There was was a news item going around that they were going to bring back the Frozen 2 float, but yeah. then that changed back to the original float, so now they're going to stick to the original Frozen 1 float. So I really want them to incorporate more new IPs. I loved, loved, loved the music of Encanto, mm -hmm. and i just love to see that property on there. It's so colorful and so fun. Yeah. yeah, it would be really nice to at least get something new in there. And indeed, Encanto is, well, quite a smash hit on Disney Plus at the moment. 
that soundtrack is uh, well really really popular i read yesterday that even uh, kicked out adele from the first place in the billboard uh, 200 in the u.s so uh, <laughs> the, the encanto soundtrack is not the most popular album in the u.s so that's yeah that's crazy that's really awesome i've been re-watching my favorite musical pieces on disney plus actually i've just been fast forwarding <laughs> back and forth through the movie and florin uh, my husband he's always nice. like what are you watching and i'm like encanto and he's like again <laughs> <laughs> no they yeah. did a fabulous job there i totally agree yeah, yeah totally more closure news i'm afraid mm. after almost 30 years of operation golf disneyland paris has shut down the 27 hole golf course originally opened in 1992 as golf euro disney the expansive disneyland paris complex offers three nine hole golf courses a clubhouse restaurant and even private golfing lessons yeah. most popular with adult visitors golf disneyland paris also has a children's section and the whole complex is located just a few kilometers away from the parks and even hosts two hotels. So the Marriott Village is there and the Radisson Blue Hotel. Yeah, and actually also the Stay City Hotel these days. That was uh, added later and it's right next to the Marriott uh, Village. Ooh, it's getting cozy. Yeah. <laughs> Operations yeah. will be handed over to a third party golfing company. Boo. Just kidding. I don't know. Maybe it'll <laughs> do a good job, but I'll miss that Disney branding on there. Yeah. While the land will still be owned by Disneyland Paris, all Disney branding will be stripped and the new golfing complex will be named Val de Golf Destination. So Niels, did you ever get to check out that little golf clubhouse? No, <laughs> I just stayed at the uh, hotels around <laughs> and I saw the nice golf courses, but uh, no, I've never really entered one of the buildings on property there. No. I'd love to know how many golf balls they get through the windows each year. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a really fun statistic. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Well, actually, nice thing is that they're currently selling the stuff from the shop that Disney had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. at the uh, golf course in the Disney fashion store in uh, Disney Village. And when I was there during the Christmas vacation, I bought a golf ball. <laughs> as they were already selling that at the moment. The only thing they had at that moment. But uh, yeah, I thought it was nice to at least have one yeah. ball <laughs> with the uh, golf Disneyland Paris uh, logo on it as a nice souvenir. And they were just like four euros and uh, even gave me an annual pass reduction. So ah, <laughs> even better. Yeah. Nice little souvenir. Yeah, It's so cute. And I love that vintage 90s branding that it has. It's that original yeah, Euro Disney exactly. kitsch. They never updated it really. So it's got that same no, they aesthetic. Just changed yeah, the name, yeah. but the style is uh, still very uh, 1992. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sorry to see it go. I do wish Disney would have invested a little bit more into it. I feel like it's been treated like the unfavorable stepchild of the resort. It's not really gotten a facelift mm -hmm. or anything. So it'll be interesting to see when this third party takes over they'll be investing some money into it and maybe freshen up the look of the place. Yeah, I guess so. And maybe because they're a professional golf party, they might also attract more people, do some yeah. more marketing. And uh, that might be interesting to Disneyland Paris as well to get some more visitors coming to the resort i mean i'm just not the demographic i just don't play golf the only golf i've ever played is mini golf and that doesn't really count <laughs> yeah, same i saw online that you even need a, in france you need a golfing license which i've never even heard of it sounds insane to me that you need that but you know mm. what people are crazy and they'll probably hit each other with a bounce <laughs> without a license so there you go anyway <laughs> this past new year disneyland paris officially canceled the new year's eve party due to drastically rising infection rates of covid19 Disneyland Paris was pretty tight-lipped on what experiences could be had during the New Year's Eve at the parks. Pretty much all we were told was that the parks would be open later than usual. Niels got to experience it firsthand. <laughs> Let's dive right in. <laughs> but why don't we start with the basics? 
Where did you guys stay and what dates were you visiting? Well, we actually stayed at two places during a nine days uh, vacation in total. We started at the Marriott Village you just mentioned. So that's near the Golf Disney golf course. Uh, well, at least it was still Disney <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> and we started our vacation on uh, Christmas Day, actually. This hotel or resort is a Marriott Vacation Club resort. And it's right next to the Stay City Hotel, as I uh, just mentioned. And the Radisson Blue is also nearby. You can see it in the distance and this resort is like a little town with houses a small lake a town center well and so on you drive through the security gate you follow the road uh, to the town center and there you can find a reception a small indoor pool a bit bigger outdoor swimming pool that looks fabulous there's a playground arcade games a kids activity center there's a small but pretty expensive supermarket that offers also some fresh uh, croissants and, and other delights in the morning. Very convenient. Yeah, very convenient that it's just around the corner. And there's also a restaurant with takeaway service and so on. So yeah, it's a pretty complete complex. Towels for the pools are provided in the houses already. And each townhouse also comes with a fully equipped kitchen, a washing machine, dryer, towels, bathroom amenities, dishwasher. Ooh. There's also washing powder for your washing machine. So... Uh, there's not much that you have to bring from home uh, except your own <laughs> entertainment and, uh, <laughs> and clothes. What I really liked is that each room also had its own thermostat to control the temperature. It also meant that you could make it cozy warm in these winter months in the rooms where you wanted to have it warm and maybe keep it a little bit cooler in the bedrooms. The house itself was like 100 square meters over two floors so that's a really spacious place wow yeah there's a spacious entrance area with a restroom a closet for your coats a place to store your shoes this is also where the stairs are and if you go up to the first floor then there's two bedrooms in our case and i think they're also bigger houses cool. so there's one master bedroom with a big king size bed a nice integrated cupboard with lights and a big safe there's a connected bathroom with a big bath with a shower two sinks and a separate toilet so yeah that was uh, nice. really nice then the second bedroom uh, had two separate beds but also a nicely integrated closet both bedrooms by the way had a tv a big screen uh, tv and then there was a separate bathroom with a really spacious shower and another toilet as well so that's for the smaller bedroom yeah everyone uh, <laughs> has its own toilet his own bathroom so that's yeah. you don't get in each other's way yeah, no, exactly. So, <laughs> so that good, really yeah. feels um, convenient. If we explore the ground floor, there are separate doors from the hallway to the kitchen and the living room. The kitchen is connected to the living room, though, but with a bar. So it feels really American. <laughs> And as said, that kitchen is fully equipped, dishwasher, oven, induction cooking, fridge with freezing compartment, coffee machines for both filter coffee and uh, Nespresso cups, a kettle, a toaster. And from the kitchen, you can enter another small room with a washing machine and dryer. But there's also a laundry basket, a laundry rack, an iron board. So uh, yeah, <laughs> you can do all your washing there if you like Perfect. to. I actually like that, as uh, especially in the winter. It can be really rainy in the Paris area. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> if you're staying for a bit longer and you don't bring clothes for every day, then uh, it's nice uh, that you have these facilities. Totally, yeah. The living room itself was really spacious with a couch, chairs, a table with six chairs, a big screen TV again, including a Chromecast. There's also a nice little terrace with the table and four chairs that is connected to the living room so you can just walk out and uh, enjoy uh, some nice views. We had a view on, well, some kind of 
cat place <laughs> where they had a house for the cats uh, in the environment oh. and right behind that was the golf course so that was early green area that we uh, looked at and as I said, we stayed at two places. So the other place that we stayed at was the Disney's Hotel Cheyenne. That was for the four last days of our vacation, starting on December the 13th. And the idea was to sleep there around New Year's Eve and go to the ticketed party and then have the possibility to just walk back to the hotel instead of having to drive in the middle of the night. But as you said, Eric, the party was canceled. Yeah. <laughs> but the park stayed open late. So we still decided to keep this booking and just go. And for those who don't know, uh, Cheyenne, it's a three-star Wild West themed hotel that exists out of many buildings and it's together. massive. Yeah, they form yeah a really nice old Wild West town. And there's a little Toy Story, Woody, Jesse theme in the rooms. A central building offers basically the reception, a restaurant shop, a Starbucks. Yeah, that's one of my favorite places to stay on uh, Disney property. Totally. I love the theming. I think it's so charming. And in terms of value resort, mm -hmm. I prefer it over the Santa Fe. Until they refurbish it, at least. Maybe if the Santa Fe gets some hardwood floors yeah. and some better AC, it could compete. But, you know, we'll see what the future brings on that front. Yeah, for now, I totally agree. But actually, Cheyenne was upgraded to three stars, I think, yeah. one or two years ago. And it used to be two stars, just like Santa Fe. So at the moment, uh, Cheyenne is on the same level as uh, Sequoia Lodge, price-wise. Ah, yeah. but Sequoia Lodge is so much closer to the parks. Yeah. And you got a pool. It is. But the rooms are a bit older. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the rooms do look a bit yeah. older. But maybe that's the kind of Disney charm that you're looking for. Better book that sooner than later. Who knows how long those are going to last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So any unexpected surprises regarding the hotel? Oh, yes. <laughs> Actually, our chicken at Cheyenne started quite bad. We had to leave the Marriott at 10 o'clock in the morning. And Cheyenne has a check-in from 3 o'clock p.m. onwards. But since we needed our magic passes, the hotel key cards that also count as your reservation uh, proof for the parks these days, we wanted to already collect our cards just, well, after 10 o'clock to be able to actually enter the parks. Right, yeah. First, <laughs> the security guard at the gate didn't speak any English. Oh, so no. <laughs> not really handy as we needed to drive to some kind of COVID health pass check station first that they uh, created. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't completely clear to us what this <laughs> guy was telling us and where we had to go. So then we discovered that there was no parking space available as oh. all guests were checking out that morning. But they just brought their suitcases to their car and went back to the parks because, of course, you still have access to the park. So I totally understand. But since the Christmas season is the most busy season of the year, everyone also wanted to check in already. And that meant like twice the amount of people that wanted to <laughs> park their cars <laughs> compared to the amount of space they have, as that seems to be quite connected to the amount of rooms that they have. So, oh, and then we had this COVID check street, which also meant that uh, they used a lot of parking space for that. So, uh, yeah, it was hell yeah everyone was parking just somewhere where they could cars were double parked they were standing on the sidewalks in the gardens it was really messy everything was muddy now in the grass in the muds yeah everywhere there's a space people are gonna park people were parking <laughs> yeah. everywhere we ended up parking in the mud as well yeah i can imagine yeah which was not really uh, convenient 
And then there was a huge line even outside the reception building. And if you know that building, there can already be like <laughs> hundreds of people inside. <laughs> Stand in line, just like a big attraction. But no ride at the end. <laughs> no ride at the end, no, no. But this line was already, yeah, it was almost from the bus stop to the door of the reception already, which means like maybe 50 people standing outside as well. So yeah, that was quite a bummer. I guess it would be like a one and a half to two hour wait minimum at that moment. Uh, so uh, yeah, my hack was to bring my wife and daughter to the Starbucks at the hotel with a portable game computer and to go online alone. Aww. We got our room, there was fruit, so that was a big surprise and this was making a lot of things <laughs> better. There were bottles of water, there were some Christmas toys for my daughter and a nice uh, welcome card. So nice. Recognizing us as frequent guests written by the manager of the hotel. So that was really nice and that made our day. Uh, as I said, it started quite bad. Yeah, we were really happy that we already had a room even before 3 p.m. as they were really giving us some kind of <laughs> VIP <laughs> yeah, offering. And yeah, we could relax for a moment, enjoy the fruits. And uh, yeah, that was uh, really unexpected and a great yeah. moment to take a breath before going to the parks. Later that day, housekeeping, the housekeeping manager came by. He had some more surprises for us. He brought us an exclusive Disneyland Paris uh, bottle of uh, champagne. Oh, fancy. And also some fresh flowers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that uh, really made our stay extremely special. So uh, thank you for that, uh, Disney. It was really appreciated. Really made our day. That sounds really lovely. So let's dive right into the parks. Disneyland Paris didn't promise anything, but... Were there any unique New Year's Eve entertainment or shows? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and there was actually more than I expected. So let's start with the Mary Poppins oh. show that they had. This was performed on Town Square and that was really well done. It was with dancers, with Mary, with Bert. And this show perfectly fits the gazebo and the whole Town Square feel. It's the same classic style. And what was really nice is that the Town Square building lights were lighting up on the rhythm of the music, the lights on the uh, upper floors. That's pretty neat. Yeah, and the Christmas tree <laughs> did the same. So yeah, that was really nicely done. I think it was like a 10, 15 minute show with a couple of songs. So not too bad to stand no, and watch. Exactly. And it wasn't extremely crowded. We just bumped into the show and uh, <laughs> we could just watch it. There were just a couple of people in front of us. So it wasn't bad at all. There was another show that we didn't see, and it was at the Molly Brown Riverboat with Tiana and uh, Prince Naveen. And the boat was actually beautifully lit with some projections on it, so really uh, Tiana style. Yeah, that looked so cool. I was happy that they kept the projection and the lighting all night. So even when you didn't see the show, that area still felt special for that night with the nice lights and projections. Did they tell you all spontaneously when those shows were going to happen? No. Or was it just like you happened to be there and uh, yeah, exactly. then you watch it? But most of these shows were performed multiple times that night. Oh. So without a program or not a <laughs> communicated program. Right. If you were just walking around, there was quite a big chance that you would spot at least something of it. So uh, that was good. A little 
little bit like the parade floats during the first after COVID reopenings. There was no full parade, but just a float coming by every now and then. So it was hard to not spot <laughs> any of the entertainment uh, this night. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't want people accumulating basically. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there was also a disco show at uh, Videopolis with classic characters in their beautiful party outfits. There was a special musical projection show on the castle with the very colorful scenes from Encanto. That was really, really nice. Yeah, for me, <laughs> they can just include something like that into Disney Illuminations in the future, maybe for the 30th anniversary. As they now have these projections and yeah, it, it's so colorful. No fireworks, of course, that night because uh, that was not allowed by the French government. That's also one of the reasons that they cancelled the official party. Yeah. But the fountains with their colored lights accompanied the projections and together with that great soundtrack, it, it was a really nice, I think, five-minute experience, something like that. But uh, yeah, it was really cool. I love, love, love that mock 1992 lighting yeah. package that they projected onto the castle. Yeah, when there was no so show. elegant. Yeah. yeah, then they used the old style indeed. And it was a nice touch, something extra really for the fans. And I think there were mostly fans that night. So it was also a nice little touch. I really wish they would use that every evening because it's just the most beautiful thing yeah, <laughs> it was. I've ever seen in terms of castle lighting at Disneyland Paris. Yeah. So gorgeous. Yeah, they can bring that back for the 30th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And lastly, there was a New Year's Eve parade with lots of units from different parades. That's basically what they do every year at the New Year's Eve party, the ticketed party. Yeah. We unfortunately missed that one as uh, <laughs> our dinner at Planet Hollywood that evening took a while because it was so busy and a lot of restaurants had those special new year's eve luxury dining options for hundreds of euros each yeah. the amount of restaurants that was available was limited and uh, well we decided to visit uh, planet hollywood we were there together with friends that evening and uh, we needed well a big table a table for seven so that was extra difficult <laughs> <laughs> but we managed uh, with a wait of let's say 35 to 40 minutes at planet hollywood to get a table so yeah it was a bit later when we went back to the park but uh, yeah we missed the parade but still had a great evening and um, it was extremely magical still to be in the park close 2021 <laughs> dive right into 2022 while doing an attraction so that uh, <laughs> that was also uh, a nice experience. <laughs> it sounds so cool. I wish I could have been there. It sounds like a really, really fun time. Yeah. So we actually just exited Autopia uh, like one or two minutes before 12. <laughs> <laughs> there was limited cast members helping guests getting out of the car. So they right. were just unloading two cars at a time. So there was a, <laughs> yeah, it was a huge traffic jam. So we thought, oh, well, we can still make this before 12 and then maybe walk to the castle yeah. and see if is something happening there. But uh, yeah, it was like uh, <laughs> 12 o'clock when we uh, exited. So uh, yeah. But right after we went to Buzz Lightyear and then we did a big Thunder Mountain and I think we stayed till 1.30 mm -hmm. even though the park closed at 1. But we entered a 40 minute queue for Big Thunder just before 1 o'clock so that's why we were able... Uh, Gotta get that first ride of the year. <laughs> yeah. First Big Thunder Mountain ride in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was great to do that uh, in the dark and... Uh, 
as a nice closure of that whole evening. Yeah. Uh, were there any unique characters walking around? Yes. These were also not announced, but Darkwing Duck and uh, Launchpad McQuack were there, just like Cusco and Kronk. We personally lined up to meet Goofy. He was in the town square and he was wearing his fabulous uh, New Year's Eve gala <laughs> gentleman <laughs> outfit. Very, very stylish. And it was a really fun meet. He was taking all the time. I could take many pictures. There was even a photopass photographer available. Oh, nice. And the cool thing was that that Mary Poppins show was right, well, next to this meeting venue. So when Mary Poppins started for a second or third time, Goofy showed us also some uh, really nice uh, dance moves uh, on the Mary Poppins. <laughs> so he joined music. in on the fun. Yeah, so that was really nice. So uh, yeah, we uh, enjoyed that a lot. That's so cool. So you mentioned you ate at Planet Hollywood. Yes. Were there any like New Year's specials that you had? Um, no, not really. Well, there were those expensive dinners, but right. there was nothing else that was really special. No special snack. I also didn't see any champagne in the park mm -hmm. like I saw in 2019 to 2020. Yeah, I think the sports bar in Disney Village had some kind of champagne offering, but it was not in the park, of course. No, yeah. so th there wasn't really uh, something really special. The only thing to mention here is that Planet Hollywood had a limited menu that evening because it was extremely crowded. And uh, yeah, I think uh, they just wanted to get people through the door as quickly as possible. Yeah, I think so. And to keep it manageable for themselves, it was a limited menu, but still, I think the most popular things were on there, like uh, the LA lasagna, pizza, burger, something like that. So, uh, yeah. There's still something for anyone. Yeah, too bad there weren't any special snacks. I would have thought that would have been a really nice touch, but yeah. maybe if there would have been a party, who knows? <laughs> yeah, but I don't remember any special New Year's Eve snacks from the previous New Year's Eve party. Uh, I think they just had the Christmas season uh, snacks. Right. Yeah. Well, Disneyland Paris, you know, next year. <laughs> yeah, it's an opportunity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and maybe the nice thing is that Walt Disney Studio Park was also opened till, I think, 12th. 30. And they, of course, have the Vergoumont, the food festival that True, is there yeah. still till March, I believe. So, yeah, they had that food offering, of course, also during New Year's Eve. But, uh, yeah, we didn't visit the studios and chose to be in the Disneyland Park. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. A bit more uh, coziness uh, <laughs> <laughs> on <Totally>. that special <laughs> evening. Especially right now. Yeah. Any other fun, unique decorations or unexpected details? Um, well, during New Year's Eve, the castle projection was really nice, as you just mentioned, uh, with the 1992 opening year style. So that, that was a nice touch, oh, I yeah. think. But other than that... Yeah, yeah, there was nothing special for New Year's Eve. Of course, the Christmas decorations are everywhere. And I spotted that huge Iron Man Christmas ornament in front of Hotel New York. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Of course, it's a Christmas decoration, but it's funny that they've added that piece of well, Christmas season decoration later than the start of the season. So, yeah, I didn't see it during my previous Christmas season visit, but I was able to spotted this time yeah. yeah so there was a really heavy focus yeah. on the shows which turned out to be really cool yeah shows the parade and characters that was basically what they offered that evening and considering it's not a party that's already a lot exactly it was just a bonus as uh, nothing was uh, promised nothing was announced so yeah it was just a late opening and they still added a part of the new year's eve party entertainment i guess and uh 
yeah, that was a nice gesture. Yeah. So any disappointments or things you feel could be approved upon either in the parks or at the hotel? I can imagine in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that parking and check-in issue at Hotel Cheyenne, uh, yeah. that's something that Disney really should address, in my opinion, as it's probably also the issue at the other Disney hotels as uh, this Christmas season is extremely busy. And I can imagine that those parkings are not any bigger and, and they have the same issue with people checking out, but not going home and people that already want to check in. So Disney should really have some kind of backup plan here for those busy, chaotic days with clear guidance because there was no one guiding us when we drove into the Hotel Cheyenne area. People were not speaking English. There was no one outside telling you that you could park on the sidewalk or in <laughs> in the grass, in the garden. <laughs> yeah. You were just circling around there was no one in the outdoor queue for the reception checking if guests maybe had reservation papers or informing them about wait times or whatever so yeah it felt not guided at all right i would love to have more visible cast members to advise arriving guests and cast members that speak their language Um, especially security and covid check employees spoke really bad English or no English at all. And I understand that they just hire these extra people, but yeah, for international guests, it's extremely inconvenient. So uh, yeah, that's my tip to you, Disney. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I think it's so important to keep things organized and usually Disney's the star of good organization. So that's kind of a bummer that they didn't organize more folks to help out, especially during the busier times. In terms of parking, it would have been nice to maybe have somebody that, you know, signals you to an open spot or open space on the grass at least. So it's a little bit more organized. (laughs) I can even imagine some kind of backup solution where they say, well, show your reservation papers and we already hand you out magic passes to have your park ticket or your park reservation to go to the park. Maybe you can do the actual check-in later. People don't understand that their room won't be ready at 10 o'clock in the morning when the check-in is 3 p.m. Totally. But they need their passes to get into the park. So uh, yeah, maybe you can... Yeah, you can even do that maybe digitally with some kind of QR code that you send to people. And Wouldn't and that be amazing? Yeah. It's 2022. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And if you then can just park, let's say, with your reservation or with your QR code or something on the main parking lot of the parks, then you also uh, wouldn't uh, <laughs> have all those double parked cars yeah. in the hotel parking. So you can just drive to the park, show your QR go to the park and then come back to the hotel in the evening when the other guests that checked out left the hotel parking. That would be far more convenient. That yep. would be amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Did you do anything fun outside of Disneyland Paris? Yes, especially since this was a nine-day trip. Yeah. We did some other things. So we went shopping in the Valderol shopping mall, of course. Love that place. Yeah, it's huge. And I think we already mentioned it in one of our previous bonus episodes with stuff you can do around Disneyland Paris. That's very so true. So be sure to check that out. We also went to the La Vallée outlet center that is right next to the Valderol shopping mall. It's just a short drive of a couple of minutes or just one RER train station stop from the parks. We also went to the city of Paris by public transport. Oh, yeah. And we wanted to have, well, let's say a day return ticket from the Marne-la-Vallée-Chessie train station to Paris. And then with the possibility to hop on and hop off any subway 
in the city. But we didn't want to buy these expensive Paris tourist pass things. <laughs> they're really expensive and well, they maybe offer some reductions on museums or other things, but well, that's not what we wanted. So right. we uh, lined up for the ticket desk to get some advice to get the right tickets. But unfortunately, there was a lady uh, having a fight with the uh, ticket employee. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and there was only one ticket booth open at that moment. Yeah. And this fight resulted in closing that ticket booth. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it got really yeah. heated. Yeah. 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 Luckily, another employee helped us with the ticket machines to get the right uh, ticket out of it. But it uh, <laughs> was quite a long wait <laughs> to get our ticket. I think they ended up calling the police or something. Like oh, that. no. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't really understand because everything was in French. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was definitely something personal between these two oh. ladies. But, well, Paris was beautiful as always. And we just did some shopping at the Champs-Élysées, including a stop at the Disney store, of course. Of course. Must see. It's a must see. <laughs> yeah. It's a gorgeous shop. But uh, unfortunately, the exterior was uh, being refurbished. Oh. So that looked a bit less magical, but uh, still inside really nice from there we walked to the uh, eiffel tower i think that was a 30 minute walk and since it was a really nice day it was dry a bit sunny that was something nice to do totally. and while walking you also see something from the city instead of uh, taking the subway so uh, yeah from the eiffel tower we walked in another 40 minutes to the very impressive galeries lafayette the exclusive department store. So gorgeous. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's the famous department store that you need to visit, especially during the Christmas season, as it has a huge and beautifully decorated Christmas tree. <laughs> and the funny thing was they also had a smaller sponsored Christmas tree, Disney Plus tree, <laughs> <laughs> with logos and TV screens in the tree. That's pretty funny. But, uh, that was fun. I think that was in the other building, as they have multiple buildings. I think this was the mill ah, okay. building. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. The kids section also features a Disney store. So yeah, that was a second chance for some Disney shopping. <laughs> uh, so that's maybe uh, a nice tip if you're uh, looking for more uh, Disney goodies. And from there, we went back to uh, Disneyland Paris, actually. There was a IRA station pretty close by. And uh, I think it was 45 minutes travel from there back to Disneyland Paris. So, uh, yeah, it was a really nice day. Uh, we didn't do much like visiting museums or traditional sightseeing on, uh, on a boat or something like that. But at least we walked a lot. We saw a lot. And uh, it was a really nice activity trying to avoid busy uh, subways. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a really lovely, casual Paris excursion. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that you can perfectly do from the Disneyland Paris area by public transportation if you like to so niels where can people find you people can find me at at capturing disney parks on uh, instagram and uh, for all my uh, other activities please visit the website capturingdisneyparks.com now before we go we did want to thank some of our patrons and you can also get in a shout out at the newport bay club tier on patreon.com slash so thank you to simon anna from idlp live jen jb josh and tulips <laughs> so thank you so much everyone yeah thanks very much guys you guys be sure to follow air Magique on twitter instagram and facebook for more neat disneyland paris content and also check out our new website airmagique.net for helpful articles tips and tricks for your next visit to disneyland paris if you enjoyed the show please leave a rating and review on your favorite platform it really makes a difference and helps new folks discover the show thank you as always for tuning in stay safe and have a wonderful day Bye 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 bye
sometimes that's also helpful. Also be sure to not only get a reservation confirmation on screen, but also check if you actually receive the confirmation email. Oh yeah. If not, there might be an issue on busy days. And I've experienced this also during the Christmas vacation. There were a lot of issues with the reservation system. So people got a confirmation on their screen in the app, but no email. And when in line for the restaurant, a cast member was asking for that email as a lot of people didn't have one. And uh, yeah, then they were also not registered in their system. So, oh um, no, yeah, yeah what the a bummer. email is leading them. It's really misleading. Yeah. That has happened to us too, where we were trying to make a reservation for Captain Jack's and we kept on getting the little mm-hmm. screen that says, congratulations, your reservation, you're all set. No email. And then after I exited the app, the reservation disappeared from my reservations overview list. Yeah, it doesn't also show up in the app in your list indeed. So be sure to check that list in the app, but also if you get the email. Now that was just a short preview of the full-length Patreon exclusive bonus episode. You can get access to the entire back catalog of episodes, including the Discoveryland deep dive, stage shows of Disneyland Paris, Disneyland Paris trivia, and so much more. You also get two episodes per month instead of just one. That's twice the Air Magique and it all starts at just two euro. Now on patreon.com slash Air <laughs> Thank you for your support and <laughs> see you there.